Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Syrup Shots Gaming. I'm Tyler, and with us this week is James. He's waving hi. And Coach! <laughs> hey! Uh, actually, uh, speaking of which, the team actually had their first loss uh, about uh, last weekend, actually. So they're only ranked 16th out of 426 teams. Either way, they're still going to the playoffs, though. So, uh, wow. <laughs> For something I fell, you know, I, I think I said it last week, you know, I fell completely backwards into it. Uh, kind of like the uh, the movie and the show, The Producers. Uh, I did probably everything wrong. Where did I go right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they learned a little bit of humility and will, we'll, fingers crossed, kill it in the... In the actual sure. playoffs, oh, I'm wearing yeah. a sports shirt to to celebrate. I guess. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that is. Ec- oh, where do you get one of those? Uh, the internet. Uh, part of me just wants to get one to tick off like every like coach that there is at the the high school I work at. <laughs> I I have another one that has a baseball player that says. Uh, touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'll send you the link after this. Brilliant. Very nice. Actually, I can just do it now. Well, every week we get together, talk about different things with video games, what we like about them, what our gaming gripes are, the whole shebang. So if you like this, please like, comment, subscribe, share, please share. Please. Pretty please. Please, please. (laughs) subscriptions help too Mm -hmm. yep yep. just give us a give us a little clicky on that like button and uh, give us a comment we actually do love to kind of chat about uh what our viewers and listeners do have to say so and actually i'm gonna bring one up uh, for our main topic today because i got in a little discussion with one of our listeners about our topic this week which is video game rivalries yes yes uh i think i know which one you're talking about don't Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, before we get into that, sorry, go ahead. No, we'll, we'll save it for the topic. <laughs> okay, sounds good. But before we get into the topic, what have you guys been playing this week? James? I've been still doing Disgaea 5 just because it's super easy to pause and come back to. I downloaded, I don't even know why I'm. You asked me to bring it up is why I'm really bringing it up right now. Otherwise, I would just act like I hadn't done anything. But uh, I got on release date because that was a thing. Um, This Pocoyo adventure. Because my four-year-old likes Pocoyo. And it's it's Mario Party-esque. With mini games that okay. we can play, um, so I decided this is probably going to be the gateway drug to get her into the world of video games. Nice, nice. I have not actually played it. I'm going to try to introduce her to it tomorrow. 
so is Pacoyo like a, a a a TV series or a book series or something? Is it like uh, a Hello Kitty series. character? Um, it's I think it's uh, Stephen Fry narrates the English version of it. So it's hmm. it's hmm. probably my third favorite kids show. Uh, right behind. Uh, second place is Masha and the Bear, this Russian show that uh, does things that a lot of Western cartoons won't, like as far as violence and whatnot. Very fun and entertaining. Uh, and first is, of course, Bluey, because uh, it is the antithesis of Caillou. Parents actually do uh... just kind of want to be on their cell phones sometimes, and... Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't have all the energy in the world. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second yeah. here. Uh, I know I there was like rejoicing everywhere by parents because Caillou is going away in a year. They, oh. they, they finally canceled the show. They're not renewing it. And isn't it because like, like one of the biggest things I've heard is though that you know, like on Reddit, like with that show is that like, you know, if you suddenly see your kid acting up, check to see if they've been watching Caillou, because really in the books, Caillou is supposed to be much younger than he is depicted in the TV show. So in the TV show, he just comes off as an insufferable jerk. <laughs> I, I would use other it. words for it, but... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> this is not to speak on Caillou's character, just a funny meme I'm, I saw, where if Caillou was a Pokemon, it's his first phase is Caillou, then he evolves mm -hmm. into Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender, <laughs> and then he evolves into Saitama, aka One Punch Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> uh... It's funny, but I disagree. <laughs> His next evolution would be Charlie Brown, and you all know it. <laughs> and he would have no third evolution. <laughs> oh, Caillou, you're the Dunsparce of characters. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, for any gamers who don't know, Dunsparce is, in my opinion, the most useless Pokemon ever. It's just... What about Bidoof? <laughs> Badoof at least has the ability to pick up, so you can get items as you're walking around with Badoof. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just thought uh, Pokemon Rusty Edition yes. made Badoof so amazing for me. <laughs> uh, I still, in Pokemon Home, uh, sorry, Pokemon Go, hope for a shiny Badoof because of Pokemon Rusty. <laughs> that series is fantastic. Yes. Uh... Oh, nice. Love it. Dave, what have you been playing? Okay, so I finally finished. Uh, well, I beat uh, Yakuza 0 uh, last night, actually. Uh, the story was amazing. Very well done. Uh, one of the few actual crime dramas that is rather actually very serious, but kept enough mystery, intrigue, and also just weirdness at times that it held my interest, so uh, I'm actually happy to try and play more of the game series to see where it goes. Um, 
But I got to admit, though, there is so much stuff to do in that game, though, that after I was done, I was kind of like, well, maybe I could finish up a couple of these storylines. But then it's like some of the mini games, though, is it's just a lot of grindy stuff. Mm. And so I got to the point, it's just like, I've beaten the game. YouTube exists. I think I'll just watch those cutscenes on YouTube for me. You know, I, I, I don't need to finish the real estate mini game or the uh, cabaret club owner mini game. Uh, it, that's the one that involved the Pleasure King, if you recall from uh, the last uh, podcast. But uh, I just I didn't feel the need to finish it actually, and I, I was ready to start a new game. Sixty hours, while a good long game. Um, Usually, you know, that's kind of the max. And then if it's like a long RPG, that's when I'll like want to take a break and then play a different game. That's like maybe like a five hour little thing. I think like uh, during my playthrough of Xenoblade Chronicles, I I started it, hit about the 60 hour ish mark, maybe 60 or 70, and then took a break and then played like Undertale because that's can be done in five hours. So I did that. Just take a little break from it and then come back. Uh, so I did that. I'm, I'm glad I'm done. But also at the same time, if I do ever want to finish that, though, it had like a new game plus mode and then like just open adventure mode where the story's done. You can just finish up what you want to do. And so I'm like, OK, I can always come back to it. So this afternoon, though, I finally decided to actually play my first PlayStation 5 game. Uh, that wasn't Astro's Playroom, uh, because otherwise I'd just been playing PS4 games on my PlayStation 5. So I started Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, and really enjoying that. Uh, graphics uh, are really well done for the PlayStation 5, and it's also really nice that it has a couple graphic option modes. So if you want it to be for performance you can lower it down so it doesn't worry about like reflections on water or surfaces and stuff. Or you can push it up to like high fidelity, like ray tracing. And then, you know, you get all of the reflections. And then there's also like a middle ground mode. And that's actually what I chose. So really enjoying that. Uh, the plot seems to be as ridiculous and over the top as ever. Um, and it's also kind of nice though that, you know, while I didn't dislike uh, DMC, Devil May Cry, it was absolutely a reboot we did not need nor want. Uh, good game, though, I will say. What I would have made them had them do, though, is I would have just said, okay, this is not a prequel to everything, you know? But uh, either way, so I'm playing through it, and, you know, it's also really nice. You know, I started it out, and it even has a video on there that says, you know, history of DMC. So if it's just like been God, like 10 years since Devil May Cry 4, it's like it's a video to catch you up on what has happened since. So please, thank you. Watch, watch, watch. <laughs> oh, and it finally did uh, confirm. So uh, I think people had just been assuming Devil May Cry 2 was the end of the series because, well, they finally decided, no, it's actually... It the 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 order goes three one, and then like the manga and the anime series is the anime series is also referenced, which was cool because nice. I don't see that happen a lot so much. And also, 
Oh, and two was in there somewhere. <laughs> that's just how they're that's just how they're treating it now. Like, ah, eh, that sucked. Okay, it's just an adventure that happened in the period after um after that, and then it was a four, and then five. So, so the numbering, the only difference is three is the first game, and then it's one, two, four, five. Okay. <laughs> that makes so, sense. Yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of makes sense, but. Uh, at least they acknowledged too. They acknowledged it's terrible, and then we're like, okay. <laughs> but a um, lot of also crazy mechanics that uh, really make this a much more technical Devil May Cry. Whereas the first one was a lot of hacking and slashing, this one really it's kind of cool with some of the things that you have to do. Now they made it started making it more technical in Devil May Cry Three, where you could switch. Uh, fighting styles in between the levels and then in four they made it so you could switch on the fly well in this one you start off with the main player character is nero who was one of the two protagonists from four and in four he had one arm that was clearly like a demonic creature arm and you find out at the beginning of the game oh a mysterious stranger comes to visit nero and rips his arm off it, that was actually a rather anticlimactic scene. It wasn't just like, you know, and blood or anything. No, it's just like, it's like he flipped over and then suddenly realizes his arm is gone. And I'm like, wait, what? What just happened? So, so now... I'm guessing in Devil May Cry 6 is when they introduced nanomachines. Oh, well, actually, you have a friend named Nico who is this chain-smoking southern belle or who talks like with the country twang. And she's also a really good, like, crafty gunsmith robotics maker. So she makes you all these different robotic arms that you actually, you know, can break or lose during a level. Now you can find other, literally other right arms or during the level, and they allow you each, like, different powers. But, um, like, if you try and do, like, the special attack with it, and an enemy hits you while that happens, you've, you've broken that arm, because the arm takes the hit. Or if you're, like, surrounded by a bunch of enemies, you can kind of self-destruct it. And, like, one boss fight I've already encountered with this giant demon who has a giant mouth in his stomach. And he does, like, a King DDD Yoshi Kirby-like inhale. And so he tries to suck you in, and the only way to get out is to detonate one of your arms. But at the beginning of the game, you can only carry uh, two extra. Now, you could get more, like, a bigger magazine of arms. <laughs> and so, uh, and so like, as soon as one breaks, you can instantly, you know, load on another. But then it's just, like... But some of them are pretty fun, some of them are very crazy. Uh, Mega Man's Mega Buster is immediately one of the ones you can get. <laughs> nice. Sure enough, it, it just makes it like, so there's another gun arm. You know, it's literally pew, 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 pew. And then if you just let it not shoot for a while, it charges up. <laughs> but then there's like other ones. And like one is literally made out of like... Uh, sporks and cooking utensils and it's specifically made for like eating spaghetti <laughs> and then one 
was a massager arm that it, it's shaped like an arm, but apparently it soothes the pain away. But uh, Nico, who makes this, uh, Nero's love interest is a girl named Kyrie. And uh, she just, I uh, especially made that for Kyrie. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Back if it was Cyberpunk 20. If it was Cyberpunk 2077, those would be very uh, thick fingers. I, it does have like a piston ratcheting looking part of it too. And I'm just like, oh. Hey, let me ask, uh, is it water resistant? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think to ask that for. For, for your audio listeners, I, I have succeeded in making James facepalm. Yay! Oh. Nope, but really enjoying it. Uh, I think the new character V is definitely like based off of Adam Driver because he looks like a. It looks like if Adam Driver fell into a bad topic. <laughs> well, we know who they'll cast for the DMC movie. Yeah, I would think so, actually, because I was just like, this looks a lot like Adam Driver. Oh. I still wonder if uh, Dante is going to be in Smash, because, you know, if Smash is missing anything, it's uh, anime sword users. Oh, yes. Actually, I was thinking about that today. I really would actually say that I think Namco should be getting another rep here, honestly, because they've only got Pac-Man, and they helped make the darn game. Who are you thinking, Heiachi? Uh, or Lloyd Irving from uh, Tales of Symphonia, because that was a major GameCube exclusive back in the day. That it was. Mm-hmm. Well, for a while. <laughs> now and, it's on uh, everything. Yep. I could see Heihachi, though, because he's another iconic Namco character. But I just feel like, you know, let's see, Sega's got three because they actually own Atlas. So that includes mm-hmm. Joker, so Sonic, Bayo, and Joker. Uh, what, Capcom's got, let's see, uh, Mega Man... Uh, Ken and Ryu, so mm-hmm. there's three. Uh, Square uh, Enix has got three, three. Mm-hmm. and so does Konami with uh, Snake, um, <clears throat> uh, Simon and Brooks. Richter. Yeah, the only other one I guess I could see them doing is uh, possibly, uh, is it, I don't know if you pronounce it Cosmos or Cosmos, but the one from uh, Xeno Saga because I uh, know Cosmos. she's in. Yeah, because I know she's in Xenoblade now, too, because, you know, Monolith Soft made those games. But I believe those were published under Namco, and so they still own the rights to the character. Still no Wario. <laughs> you, you mean, mean Waluigi? Waluigi? Yes, I always mean Waluigi. I don't know why I keep saying Wario. <laughs> yes, Waluigi. Still no Waluigi. I'm, no, I'm going to make this no. proclamation. Goku's going to get in it before Waluigi is a playable character. Shrek will be playable before Waluigi. <laughs> hey, there we go. Probably. Bandai Namco has the rights to all the Dragon Ball Fighter uh, fighting games. Oh, wow. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the publisher that just decided to go on the uh, Pachinko machines? Oh, Konami? That's Konami. <laughs> 
they'll have a pachinko machine in before Waluigi. <laughs> It'll be like that pachinko monster from Power Rangers. <laughs> you know what? A pachinko stage wouldn't be too bad. No, that actually, would be really fun. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. So Ooh. for my gaming this week, it I'm going to sound like a broken record. It, it's been Monster Hunter and Outriders. Uh, so instead, I'm going to talk to you about how I've been getting prepared. My body is ready for the new Mortal Kombat your, film, your and body I got. Is rich. <laughs> I, I have gotten prepared by killing my soul. I watched Mortal Kombat watched Armageddon again. Oh, or I'm Mortal sorry. Kombat Annihilation. I'm sorry. Well, Armageddon wasn't that much better either. The only saving grace is it had everybody in there. Well, so, so did Annihilation. Annihilation tried to have everybody in there. Surprisingly, there's a few characters it didn't have, uh, like Sector. It had smoke, That's but true. not Sector. So, here's, yeah, they gave smoke the missiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Um, did you make your wife watch that one too? No, that that might be tomorrow. I'm I'm really thinking <laughs> about I'm really thinking about having her watch it and then afterwards record her uh just retelling the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and posting content it. content. <laughs> so, let me ask you, Dave. YouTube exclusive. <laughs> what is the plot of Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Okay, I've seen this movie enough times from when I was younger that I think I can. Okay, they skip Mortal Kombat 2 and go directly into the Mortal Kombat 3 plot. Mm -hmm. So, it's right after Mortal Kombat 1, the humans have won the tournament, ending the nine-in-a-row streak for Outworld. Shao Kahn is apparently just like, nope, we're not going to do that. So invades anyway, and the guess the only caveat as to why he's allowed to do it do this is because well my dad's an elder god yeah a plot point that you know they reveal oh Raiden and Shao Kahn are brothers which has never been used ever in any of the other Mortal Kombat literature. Quick time so, out. Quick time out. What, what yeah. was Shao Kahn's dad's name? Shinnok. Yep, because yep. they can't let any of the plot go untainted. Go away. Yep, yep. So, yeah, they have uh, Shinnok in there, I guess, trying to get you all hyped up for Mortal Kombat 4, arguably the worst in the series. Yeah. And uh, you gotta admit, 4, 5, 6, and 7 were arguably, like, the dark times for the series. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yep. So then, uh, it's made more Fast and Furious than Mortal Kombat now. So, the Earthrealm people, with the aid of a select few outworld worlders like Princess Katana, go and try to find people to help with the battle against Shao Kahn. And actually, they do do a lot of unnecessary adventuring after that, when you really think about it. 
And then it all leads up to a final climactic fight when the other elder gods finally intervene and are like, no, you can't do that. After Earth has been mostly wiped out. And then there is like what? Like a four-way, uh, a 4v4 f- versus four fight that goes on to decide the battle of uh, the Earth. And even then, uh, <laughs> even when that happens, uh, they got to have the woman be the damsel in distress. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow, that movie sucked. Oh, and <laughs> you're you're missing some of the best things. Like best. <laughs> uh, so Kitana gets kidnapped pretty early after mm. Liu Kang and Kitana use the spheres that use the molten core of the Earth steam to get around the planet. Oh yes, forgot about that. Um. Watching the beginning again, they had very much a, uh, a special effects sky for like the black sky. Mm-hmm. It looked like someone failed uh, digital design class because they didn't blur the areas around the characters and that sky. So you just see this white outline around everyone. <laughs> well, at least it's better than the spawns special effects where, you know, they left the... <laughs> bounding box around the special <laughs> don't don't be too certain on that do you also remember the the climactic fight in the end of the movie with the animalities i try and forget that because that was crap <laughs> animation <sighs> Fun fact. Glad i just saw the summary on screen rant <laughs> james you have to do yourself a favor and hmm. get get real liquored up like like borderline alcohol poisoning liquored up mm-hmm. and watch this film all right <clears throat> i've seen things killing one and three probably better plots we've seen jesus christ vampire hunter so have I. better film jesus <laughs> christ vampire hunter is citizen kane compared to thanks killing three Thanks Isn't the first three. one only like a half hour? I feel like it's an hour. No. Either way, it's still too long. Plus, <laughs> if it had been no, like a 20-minute short, that would have been fine. <laughs> that is still better. Like, Thanksgiving 3 is the worst movie I have ever seen. Mortal Kombat Annihilation does have the honor of having possibly the worst delivered line in recorded history. At, yeah. the, at the very beginning of the movie, Kitana it sees that. It is. You. Uh, so, too bad <laughs> you <laughs> will die. <laughs> oh, just sh- chef kiss. Said with in terms all the of, grace of an overacting uh, high school prima donna. <laughs> On opening night, <laughs> it it they they did a bad job. They, they did mm. a bad job. <laughs> so that's that's been my week with gaming. Uh, so let's kind of steer into our main topic of the night, which is mm-hmm. classic video game rivalries. So I'm actually going to go to our Facebook page 
where I posted about it because one of the things that kind of prompted me to post was we have a new rivalry. You now have the Power Rangers versus Street Fighters. <laughs> I actually uh, don't think that that is that new. I think it's just that the complete version of that game is coming to physical release. And so they're kind of re advertising all of that nonsense. No, so the, these characters aren't going to be available even for DLC until May. They're not out yet. Really? Oh, I thought they were. They've only been out on the mobile game, which is different than oh, the console game. Gotcha. So, James, there's a, a fighting game called uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Okay. It looks like a mobile game, but from everything I've heard, it's evidently the closest to a spiritual successor to the Marvel v. Capcom series in terms of gameplay. Like, crazy okay. phonetic action. And so it has, you know, the Green Ranger, the Red Ranger, the alternate timeline where the Green and White Ranger were the same Ranger and tried to take over the universe. Uh, just a whole bunch of Street Fighter characters, or a whole bunch of uh, Power Rangers characters. And now they've introduced Ryu and Chun-Li, but they have their own costumes. Uh, Ryu is the Crimson Hawk Ranger. Uh, so, I don't know if you caught this, Dave, but... Uh, Why is so, he the Hawk Ranger? He's, oh, all his powers are dragon-based. Oh, Dave? Yes? Because his EX move in this game is the Hawk Dukin. Jeez. Where it looks like a hawk and it goes back and forth, kind of catching him in a combo. Hmm. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 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 and Chun-Li is the Blue Phoenix Ranger. Okay, that makes slightly more sense, in my opinion. Yeah, especially since she has the spinning bird kick. Yeah. So Blanc is not in yet. No. <laughs> no. Blanc is not in. Only Ryu and Chun-Li. Okay. Because I... I, I I'm just waiting for Blanc to get in there so he can crouch and do the electric thing, which is just still one of the most broken uh, person who doesn't actually know what they're doing move to do. <laughs> it ranks up there with the thousand palm hit from E-Honda and the leg kicks from Tunley. Yes, yeah. the original version, though. Haven't they updated it, though, so she actually can't do it as much? I think they've just changed the input so it's like a quick attack and not like a never-ending yeah, it's not ever ending anymore. Um, yeah. and it, uh, but you can still execute it from mashing buttons. Uh, okay. But it it's, it does have a, a limit to it. Gotcha. And I can go it's on, like on how you can e ex burn it and whatnot. But mm -hmm. where are you gonna say, James? Yeah, Tekken just had Eddie Guerrero with the uh, do whatever you want, and he he his feet go everywhere. <laughs> <Tekken>. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Is Eddie Gordo still in the Tekken series? I I, I don't know. Tech Team 2 is the last copy I have. Chris! <laughs> I've, I've heard Tekken 7 is actually a, a good game. That It's been like a renaissance mm -hmm. of 3D fighters. And it's got Akuma in it. <laughs> it does. And like Noctis and Negan. I am still and... getting so sick of uh, guest characters in fighting games. 
And I think it's all. Sorry, go ahead. Including uh, characters in the Power Ranger fighting game that have no business being there. I also think they're about to get a Geese Howard in there. So congratulations. (laughs) Smash Brothers and Tekken 7 has now made Capcom versus SNK before uh, Capcom or SNK have for the third Mm -hmm. version. Yep. Why Luigi will appear in Tekken before he'll appear in Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> oh, 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 amazing! So, amazing. so I here here's my theory. Waluigi will one day be a playable character in a game that's not a Mario Party. It will not be Smash Brothers. It won't be a fighting game. I will. I will almost bet money that he will be the first uh, playable Nintendo character in Fortnite. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, they've they've added Aloy now from. Uh, Rise I know. Of I saw that today. Oh. James, I don't know if we've caught you up on this. Fortnite hmm. now has the following characters: Aloy. Master Chief, uh, Kratos, uh, it's got Ripley from Alien, it's got Sarah Connor, the Terminator, (laughs) Alien, Uh, Predator, (laughs) yep, wow, Aquaman, Uh, uh, John Wick, do they have the Flash? Mm. They do have Arrow though, don't they? They do have Green Arrow, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they had the Thanos power up for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they've got Iron Man as a playable character. Yep. 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 These are all just skins, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's the whole game is just getting skins. No one plays mm-hmm. differently than the other players in that game. Mm-hmm. Nothing you can ever buy changes how you play the game. Just how you look playing the game. Mm-hmm. I I am out of that life. First person shooters. I used to be so good. I used to pride myself on finding the sniper nests, going along really esoteric routes to get behind them and beat them. Man, Tyler. I'm sorry, James. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> it's been over a decade since I've really done online first-person shooters. Man, I was just about to say, hey, Tyler, remember when we could compete in Smash Brothers at once? Oh. <laughs> and actually be successful? I won a tournament once. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, we the- were the... We were good enough that we were actually the organizers for like one or two of those. Yep. Uh, there was a time. There was a time. But there was also a time uh, where you could go out in public without wearing a ma- mask, so. Yeah, that's true. You know, in the yeah. B- BC, the before times. The BC, yep. Yeah, BT. Yep. Mm-hmm. My second shot is in two weeks. Mine's next weekend. Fully vaccinated. It's good Lucky to be a teacher. How's that 5G coverage, Dave? What? How's that 5G coverage? <laughs> Pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> My butt gets Wi-Fi now. 
nice. So, going back to the actual topic, because we got way off topic there. That's yep. a good name for the episode. Getting back on topic because we got off topic. Yep, yep. Uh, I like so, my butt has Wi-Fi now better. <laughs> yeah, that actually is pretty good too. Uh, that might be it. That might be it. Um. So we, uh, I, I had posted uh, that our topic is going to be greatest rivalries in video game history. Uh, mm-hmm. And I listed a couple: Mario versus Sonic, Scorpion versus Sub Zero, Star Fox versus mm-hmm. Star Wolf. And one of our listeners actually got into a, a little bit of an argument on it uh, about how he disagreed with that because Mario is, or Bowser is Mario's rival, not Mario. And this was uh, our listener Jorn. So, hey Jorn, Sonic. Hey, but you no, mean, he, yeah, you... his argument. No. Oh yeah, instead you, of Sonic, you said... yeah. Yeah, you said yeah. I'm sorry. No, I got. So, I, I, I gotta agree with him on this, though. He no, made I did an excellent point. No, he did. He did. A hundred percent agree. In uh, in uh, his second argument, and I'm going to read it verbatim here because it's a great argument. If you mm-hmm. and another guy work together and you met him again thirty years later after you continue to make money in a productive manner and then let him live in your house out of pity. He's not your rival. At the very least, he's a terrible one. I censored the last part. Okay. <laughs> uh, I and I don't disagree with that. So my argument yeah. was more. It was more Nintendo versus Sega. Yeah, which... and that definitely was a rivalry back in the '90s on like playground arguments for sure. Yeah, but one of them won that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if one won it so much as the other one shot themselves in the foot three times. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. It was called uh, the Sega CD, the Sega 32X, the Sega Saturn. The Dreamcast actually was pretty good, but by then, uh, the gunshot wounds were getting gangrene, and did, they needed the, to fix something. Didn't the Dreamcast come out like a year after the Saturn? No, uh, the Saturn came out like almost a year or so after they like were announcing a bunch of like upgrades for the Genesis. Okay, like, but you are absolutely right. Well, it might be wrong, but one of the consoles was announced like way early, mm-hmm. and so like a lot of sellers were ticked off, or and also early adopters because it's just like, well, why did I pay money for this if this you know is just only going to be good for like you know, three years, if that. Uh, oh, uh, hey, though, I mean, Nintendo's done the same thing. It was <laughs> yeah. That thing lasted 18 months. <laughs> Which is 17 months longer than it should have. Yeah, uh, and I still have one. Oh, there. Well, there are some games on it that it's just like, oh, this is fun. But at the same time, it's also just like, I can only play this for like 20 minutes before my eyes bleed. <laughs> okay, again, let's get back on topic because we got back on topic. topic. So, so let's talk about what we think are the true rivalries of, of <laughs> video games, the, the creme de la creme. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to lead off here because uh, I've been I've been trying to think about it. And, uh, you know, I think I think I'm going to avoid some of the 
the ones I listed in that list, like Mario and Sonic, I'm going to avoid uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Um, mm-hmm. The obvious ones. That's right. Yeah. I am going to go ahead and go with um, Red vs. Blue from Pokemon. Oh, the actual characters. Okay. Yes. Yes, the actual okay. characters. I keep forgetting, so, like, because in my brain it's still like it's Gary and Ash, and I know that's not right. <laughs> nope. Canonically, their names are canonically their names are red and blue, or red and green, depending on. Well, I thought they named her Leaf after. I don't know. No, just no. Uh, she is actually named Green in uh, the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ter- terrible name for a little girl, I'm sorry. Yeah, Although, well, maybe in Japanese... worse in real life. Yeah, maybe in Japanese where it's Viridi, yeah, that makes more sense, you know. Yeah, it also makes uh, Gary's character, a.k.a. Blue, doesn't that technically make him Little Boy Blue? Yeah. Boo. <laughs> terrible joke. <laughs> but, that is a great rivalry because you as the main character versus... The best smack talker on the planet. <laughs> Smell you later. later. Sniff. <laughs> I'm going to tell my sister not to give you a town map because I want you to get lost in the woods and die. <laughs> what? Was that a thing? He, well, he, I ad-libbed there, but he did say, hey, I'm going to get a town map from my sister, but I'm going to tell her not to give you one. Oh. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, he uh, he let one of his Pokemon die. What? So th- this is uh, this is an old kind of myth in the games. Every every Pokemon that he had caught in the games, uh, Blue, your rival, he used throughout mm-hmm. the whole game, except one. Okay. The Raticate. Oh. So the theory is is. That's why he was in the uh, Lavender Tower in Lavender Town. Oh. Because <laughs> he was burying his Raticate. Hey, at least he was barric- burying it. You know, he could have just like, he could have just abandoned it on the side of the road like some people do. Uh, so this is the part of the urban legend that I like the most. The reason mm-hmm. Raticate died is because you beat its butt so bad on the SS Anne. <laughs> I gotcha. That was pretty good. Okay, but I like this it, urban myth. The reason I like this uh, rivalry is because Pokemon games have since gone to this. Oh, your rival's just this good friend, and you're just having a friendly competition. No, bring back the jerks. I want someone <laughs> I want to loathe. I want someone who uh, my sole drive in the game is to make sure that they're never happy. Bob <laughs> is just so pathetic. I want, I want them to be mad, and I want to be responsible! <laughs> James, you make a great point. Hop, the rival in the new games, he even catches a legendary Pokemon. But he is still utterly pathetic. He is just like a sad punching bag. I mean, if that was in real life, and he's like, I'm your rival, I would be like, no, 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 no. Do not be telling people that. 
That gives me a very bad reputation. <laughs> he He's that kid from school that goes, oh, you like pizza too? I like pizza. We're best friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you knew some kids like that back in the day. <laughs> Get away from me, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother's the champion. Uh, <laughs> he's a few eggs short of an execute. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'll chuckle, but you should be ashamed of yourself with that one. <laughs> I tell myself that every day. <laughs> oh, funny. So here's how we're going to kind of do the list today. We're, we're each going to give two. And then uh, after, as each next one is introduced, we'll start at the bottom list and we'll vote to see if they go above or below the previous ones. Uh, if two of the three of us agree, it moves up. If th the three of us don't, if only one of us agrees, it does not move up. So right okay. now the baseline is red v. blue. Okay. 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 All right. I guess I can go next. Hmm. Video game rivalries. I've I've been thinking all like most of the week because we took a one uh, week hiatus because uh, uh, Tyler had to go to a wedding he forgot about. <laughs> yeah, it's but they served great. They served yeah. great pizza and had all you can drink uh, uh, beer. Okay, that Tyler forgot about an awesome wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. So. You know, I, of course, there are the classic ones that, you know, I, I've been trying to avoid. Like Cloud versus Sephiroth, you know, is, is one of the probably the greatest of all times. Um, and then. But really, I guess the one that I can think of, though, that, you know, I keep coming back to and it's been used more than any others in the series. And even then. Uh, the rivalry between these two characters, uh, one of them isn't even technically the main antagonist. He's just a major antagonist. And I would say that would be Samus versus Ridley for the Metroid Ooh. series. Now, unfortunately, Nintendo has done a rather garbage job of expanding the lore around uh, why Samus and Ridley hate each other so much, or like at times like Samus can be scared to death of Ridley. And that's because there was a manga series that was going to come to America that didn't. But it explains that the reason Samus is an orphan is because Ridley attacked the space station her family was living on and literally annihilated it and ate her parents in front of her. <laughs> literally gobble gobble munch munch bleh, ate them and so that like proceeded to traumatize her as a child and then she was later uh, found and adopted by the Chozo people the bird people who are the ones who gave her the power armor and also infused her with uh, some of their like genetics which is why she is so much more acrobatic than others because you know she's actually got this kind of hybridized dna structure so uh that is one of the reasons like you know again this is all in like supplementary media that you find out and then the only one to actually 
maybe explore it just a little bit was unfortunately Metroid Prime Other M. But it's like every time those two meet in the games, though, you know that something serious is going down. They have that theme that comes back. And it gets to the point, though, I'm almost wondering if, like, in Metroid Other M, why she is so, like, aghast just because, like, how are you still alive? You know? <laughs> so there's that. But uh, that is one that's just, like, you know, if you actually know the lore behind it, you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I totally would want uh, to kick this bird, birds, <laughs> this dragon space bird's ass, you know, as many times as I possibly can. And uh, uh, it's just, you know, and also he's just such a threatening, cool looking bad guy. And then, uh, you know, he, he's literally a space dragon. So I just I think that's one of the best rivalries. And again, Ridley is not the primary antagonist. He is usually the like second in command. It's usually always the mother brain. So it's kind of cool that, you know, you know, even though for how bad the mother brain is, Samus doesn't consider her like the, you know, her true, like, you know, her, her Judas, you know, or anything in the situation. It's Ridley. And mother brain is the mission. Ridley yeah. is the enemy. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Nice. All mm -hmm. right. So, guys, red and blue's the bar. Raise. Uh, does Samus and uh, Ridley go above them? Well, I'm pretty sure Blue didn't eat Red's family. You know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what happened to Red's dad. <laughs> He's actually like the phone in Earthbound. <laughs> uh, okay, just a side question. Does any kid in any Pokemon game have a dad? Yes, uh, Brandon, a.k.a. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire's uh, protagonist. His dad okay. is the gym leader in uh, the, the fourth gym that you go up against. Okay, got it. Cool. Makes sense. He's the only one. <laughs> All the others died in the Great Pokemon War. <laughs> you know that was actually a thing. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. That's right. That was <laughs> like was a actually... point in Pokemon X and Y, right? Yep. There was a Great <laughs> Pokemon War. <laughs> yeah, it was us and Pokemon in the trenches. <laughs> It was the Kanto region against the Kalos region. They were there in the air. We had to black out the lights and put up blackout curtains for the bombings and the Blitzkrieg would come at night. Oh my gosh, it's a flying red lord. <laughs> you know what? That would be a devastating attack. Just catch away, lord. Just fly up as high as you can in the sky. Just open up midair and just let it fall. <laughs> the impact and then it just, when it just impacts it bursts and floods the town with gore <laughs> uh, that sounds like something they would pull in the uh, Pokemon manga now that was there were two back in the day that like they published and one was considerably more futuristic and serious than the others 
<laughs> yeah, ghost Pokemon ate your soul. <laughs> that was uh, literally a plot point in the comic. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's, that's a plot point in the games. Pokemon in the I know, but the games have never, like, really followed through with that. They did in the comic. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Drifloons uh, will find lost children and steal them away. Well, it's not like they were really wanted anyway. <laughs> I was that's the point I was going to bring up. Uh, instead of the Great Pokemon War, just heck, they let little kids run around forests with things that breathe fire and shoot poison. It's no wonder that the the actual human population in in the Pokemon universe is as low as it is. Like your village has five buildings in it. So, question here: Those are uh, the people that have not ventured outside the village. <laughs> There's a reason why they don't go on the paths. <laughs> in ancient Egypt, Pokemon times. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> did, is, did, did was one of the plagues just a bunch of Drifflings taking the firstborns? Oh, okay. I thought you were just making. <laughs> I thought you were actually quoting actual lore. And I'm no, like, no. Oh, okay, what's the Pokemon equivalent to Judeo uh, Christian <laughs> Christian Arceus. religion? There, Tyler. <laughs> what have they revealed Pokemon Jesus yet? You know, Arceus. Uh, oh, jeez. I thought he was Pokemon God. He, he, he the son I, of Arceus. Well, in the sun, <laughs> it was is, also part is... Arceus. <laughs> Well, Arceus uh, gives birth to uh, the the three, uh, Dialga, Palkia, and uh, Giratina. Okay. Wow. And, oh. uh, sorry, that's going down the rabbit hole. So, Samus and Ridley, is that above red and blue? I know Dave's yes, yes. James? Yes. All right. It has come to a motion. All right. Clamp. <laughs> All right, James. It's all enough for me that I actually have one. Okay. Aloy versus Hades. Ooh. Or the same software in Horizon Zero Dawn. Tyler, have you played Horizon Zero Dawn? I have. Okay, good. <laughs> because I was like, we are in spoiler territory. So, spoiler alert to our listeners. Yes. Uh, so, if you want to hold off uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn spoilers, uh, start fast forwarding a little bit now. <laughs> yep, that's a good. You put like a little spoiler tag on this for people that actually watch this. I will put one on this one. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, like, when you don't see this little thing here, you can. It's it's safe to listen again. Um. That's good. So yeah, never. Have I seen software so intent on killing like one person mm -hmm. with a vengeance? Well, the Terminator movies. Yeah, I was gonna say video. John Connor. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that one uh that really became like you know such a point, and it was just like ugh, you know. And even then, like, we don't know still, like, some of the machinations behind the Hades program. Like, we know why it exists, 
and they do a good job of explaining it in the game. But, you know, there was like a mysterious signal that uh, caused uh, a bunch of stuff to be, you know, like reactivated and start acting screwy. So, you know, you know, he's also he's a villain, but, you know, he has a purpose. You know, it's actually a good purpose. But at the same time, it's just like, why are you still after this? You know, like what what changed you to make so is there an even greater threat behind the uh the Hades program? It's one of those things where I think the sequel may actually tell more story about the first game uh which has happened a couple times in games like uh very few people I know a lot of people played Okami for mm -hmm. uh back in the day but I think very few people actually played Okami Den, which was its sequel, which actually explained a lot of the lore and uh, a few of the other things. And it came to reveal that there was actually a bigger bad behind the big bad of the previous game. So I'm wondering if that's a similar situation. Oof. Could be really good. Could really be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> It has the potential to go either way, but with how well they did that first game, I would hope. It, mm -hmm. Me yeah. too. Me too. I mean... Oh, oh, I still need to play Frozen Wild. <laughs> just... Alright. Like, Sorry, parents, everyone else alive. Dead. I, mm. I don't know. Alright. I so I That's a that's a great it, one. James doesn't know. <laughs> I feel so, like this is top of the list for me. Okay. So we know James there. Dave, does it beat red and blue? Uh it does beat red and blue for me. Does it beat Samus and Ridley for you? Uh it it might if not now, but if they reveal more about Hades and the Machinations, it just might. I just I guess there's more of an emotional and story depth for Samus and Ridley for me. And, and I'm prone to agree, so it's it's got the number two spot right now. Okay. Okay. So okay. as of right now, it goes. But that was Samus. a good one. That was, oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. So right now it goes. Uh, Aloy, or it goes uh, Samus versus Ridley at the top, Aloy versus Hades, and then Red versus Blue. So, I guess it's my second one here. <sighs> Dave, were you planning on going into Street Fighter at all? Uh, no, actually, I wasn't. All right, so go ahead. So, I'm going to say that anyone that says it's Ryu versus Ken is wrong. Oh, Absolutely. they're dead wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, that is I, a that, friendship first, rivalry second. <laughs> I mean, it would have been it would have been a more accurate answer if you had said Ryu and Dan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the real it's answer on Dan's side. <laughs> the real answer is Ryu and Akuma. Yeah. So, lore-wise, uh, they both have the Hatsui no Hado, uh, mm -hmm. essentially the darkness energy. Uh, mm -hmm. 
and uh, Akuma okay. embraces it. Ryu tries Ryu to fight tries it. To, yep, yep. But uh, Akuma killed Ryu's master. What was Ryu's master's name again? I'm trying to remember. Because Gen Gokin. was a uh, Goken. Thank you. Because Gen was a uh, Chun Li's master. Goken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, Ryu goes out in the world for a while, comes back, and mm-hmm. Goken killed with Akuma's symbol just splattered on the wall. Oh, that comic is so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and this really embodies a great rivalry for me. You have mm-hmm. two individuals who have studied similar fighting styles. Well, uh, the same fighting style, basically. Yeah. It's the two paths to it. Yeah. Um, uh, and they both have access to it. Like, they, mm-hmm. Evil Ryu has access to the Raging Demon, just like Akuma does. Mm-hmm. And uh, Akuma can be completely consumed by it and form Oni. Right. Uh, well, so can Ryu, and that's how you get Kage. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Man, we're going down the rabbit hole. I thought Kage was Ryu rejecting it, and it, like, formed its own it, thing. I thought... Yeah, it, it, that's probably close to right. Kage is yeah. the man, the physical manifestation of the entirety of the darkness of Ryu without mm-hmm. any of the good. Yeah. Okay, okay. And Yay, his dumb horns. We, figured, we just figured out Blue's Clues because we're really smart. Yay! Or, or nerdy in this case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, and then also what amazed me about Akuma was also just, you know, you have all of these background villains with all the interconnecting plots. You know, M. Bison... His only main thing with Ryu is, is that he wants Ryu's powers, mm-hmm. you know, he for his own. But he has no clue about Akuma. And when it finally gets to the point, though, you know, with a like major showdown bet- in the tournament between Ryu and Bison, that's when Akuma makes his presence known and just shows how much of a non-threat M. Bison is to him. Raging yeah. demons his butt. Yeah, just gone. And it's just, you know, M. Bison is made out to be, you know, so much more of the bigger bad. He He's based off of uh, actually an older uh, anime, actually an older, like, Japanese fiction trope of kind of, like, the evil mega-powered villain that kind of dresses like that. There's uh, others in other versions of media, like the anime doomed to megalopolis and even that one then if you look at him you're just like oh it's kind of the exact same outfit and like the exact same powers so m bison's really not an original creation uh i'll send you the info after the the yeah. meetup uh it, it's pretty interesting but you know for everyone else though m bison's the bad guy m bison's the bad guy and then it's just like oh you know <laughs> m bison is nothing compared to akuma, akuma. And, and and though not canon in any means, there's nothing more epic than Capcom versus SNK's two's secret ending. Oh yeah. So if you get a high enough score fast enough in Capcom versus SNK two, you see uh, Akuma versus Rugal. Okay, cool. Akuma nice. beats Rugal. And becomes Shinakuma 
or mm-hmm. Rugal beats Akuma, but uh, in uh, absorbs Akuma's strength, and essentially Akuma takes over Rugal and becomes God Rugal. Oh, jeez! Wow. And then you have uh, Akuma's symbol on Rugal's chest. He like rips his shirt open, and you see it there. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, Sorry, James. I think good... I I think we just went down the rabbit hole a little bit here. Mm. That works. All right. So where's the drink? I I say uh, this goes above red and blue. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, does it go above Aloy and Hades? Yes, I think so. I think so too. All right. <laughs> Akuma didn't eat his parents, though. What? No, he didn't eat his parents. But Ryu didn't have parents. And Akuma (laughs) did kill his master, Goken. Yeah, and I gotta say, Akuma uh, ranks above Samus versus Ridley for me, I think. I I, I think so, too. Because even though with how bad Ridley is, uh, he's always been a subordinate to the mother brain. And I don't think he could take the mother brain out, actually, whereas Akuma has consistently proven just how much of a non-threat M. Bison, or how little he cares about the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, alternatively, my other choice that would have been a better rivalry than Ryu and Ken was going to be Ryu and Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Only in the first game. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Again, better rivalry than we even can. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, James, you want to go next, or should I? Oh. Hmm? I think you want to go. No, I do not. Okay, okay. Uh, I was actually going to say then, I think for my second choice, uh, I was going to go Solid Snake versus Liquid Snake. Ooh, good one. And uh, what's crazy about this one is really we only have one game where the two of them really actually went up against each other. Uh, Yeah, they touched upon kind of the history of uh, the Snake Brothers in the uh, Leon Font Terrible program that you know cloned them but the whole shadow moses island incident um just kind of showed how crazy liquid was and then to even further prove just how unpredictable he was when it finally gets to metal gear solid well the end of metal gear solid 2 and the end of metal gear solid 4 revolver ocelot has transplanted uh liquid's arm onto his own body to replace the one he lost in metal gear solid and you later find out that through the use of hypnosis and nanomachines has made the liquid uh liquid snake personality dominant in his body Mm -hmm. to be so unpredictable that the uh, patriot ai programs could not track his movements or predict what he was going to do next and so, you know, it that allows the spirit of Liquid to kind of continue on in the um, the Metal Gear Solid series to just further prove just kind of how, you know, major a villain he actually was. It just, you know, he 
he just did not care about certain things. You know, he was fully willing to unleash nukes onto, you know, populated areas uh, for the, for the original Metal Gear Solid. And, you know, it, it was such a kind of a cool idea though, just the idea we have this villain who's so unpredictable, they actually use him or they use his personality as a tool to go up against an even greater villain. I think it's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, where does it go? So, my question for you, Dave, before we kind of get into where it's ranking there, mm-hmm. is a lot of these other ones are, are personal in nature there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the closest that's not personal is Red and Blue. They're just childhood mm-hmm. rivals. Uh, which, yeah. uh, on the other hand, though, if you ever had a childhood rival, that that's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes this personal between the two, besides them both being uh, products of the Les Enfants Terribles? Well, I guess technically they are then brothers. I mean, even though they just find this out for the first time. Um, I guess that's the thing. You know, I guess that also is kind of cool is just it's one of the ones though where it's just it isn't necessarily personal for you know the two of them you know liquid treats it like a business transaction and snake treats it like the mission and you know the fact that you know the mission though is so important to snake as it is for for liquid that they ultimately just end up becoming each other's you know greatest rival because each one is basically the foil to the other's plan you know time and mm-hmm. time and time again okay so let's go up and down the list uh do you think it outranks red and blue yes <laughs> i'm sorry i think most things are gonna outrank red and blue. <laughs> okay uh does it outrank uh uh aloy and hades uh i say no you know, I could say no to. Yeah. I okay. Mm-hmm. So that is our number uh, four thus far. It's a good classic one, but yeah, I mean, you know, Hades was a supercomputer. <laughs> he was a program, actually. Just hated her so darn much. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, James. Last one. Um. <laughs> Quick, I forgot to think. <laughs> Sonic, ver- this is a fourth wall one. Uh, Sonic versus his own executive producers of his game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sonic oh. versus Sega. Yes. Because when a fan made the games with Sonic, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sonic Mania, but, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. But, but when Sega makes a Sonic game, they just punish him. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair... Making do all kinds of terrible things. We're going to make him wor- a werehog. What? I was going to say, watch your words, James. You're, you're, you're talking about making Sonic do terrible things, and you are aware of the Sonic fandom, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, boys and girls, if you want a fun party game, type your name plus the hedgehog 
into a search engine and turn safe search off. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> if you want to cry and, sh- and, and, and just lay in the fetal position in the shower, look up your name plus the hedgehog and turn safe search off. Is that what you did, Tyler? I think that's what we all did. We had to wash off the... I just remember I had to show your missus the picture I found of Tyler the Hedgehog with that man thong that he was wearing and that that bulge. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 the banana hammock. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and there was a banana in that hammock. <laughs> See... I, got I some gold rings. You're just happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I would not normally facepalm this easily, but it, it's like this altered mentality I have because I'm I'm in um, the same kind of mindset I am like when I'm around my parents, when I'm in front of a clergy person, like when I'm in a professional setting like that, that that condition that makes me not say the bad words. <laughs> oh, I know. This is why I'm like, Oh golly. Naughty comments. Yep. It's like yeah. me when I'm actually in, in teaching mode. Yeah. But there, but there is sometimes I do kind of let things slide. And it's just like, some students will be talking about something and it's like, hey, why don't you both just shut up? Because then I'll have that thing called, you know, plausible deniability. <laughs> nice. The, the best one this week, though, is, uh, but we, uh, we've been working with paper mache all week and a kid, uh, a kid decided to... Uh, it was a newspaper. He just rolled it up and basically into like a stump. And another student, and he was just teasing him. Mr. McCausland, Dylan's rolling, uh, Dylan's rolling blunt. And I'm just like, well, did he bring enough to share for the rest of the class? <laughs> that you rolling papayas. <laughs> that did not go the way I thought it was going to. High schoolers, paper mache. I thought there was going to be fallacies galore. No, and actually, that's what's crazy about the district I work in is that, uh, you know, they don't have art, really, except for one semester in middle school going up through all of their elementary years. So all of them really had never papered mache before. They never made, like, a pinata with a balloon and paper mache, anything. So except for one, this has been a brand new experience to them. And I was just like, what? I thought this was a childhood staple. Yeah. So, you know, that that's kind of why we did it. Because a lot of what I'm doing is because I was just asking around last year, have you ever done this? No. Uh, how about this? No. How about this? No. Oh. Okay, we got some work to do. <laughs> All right, Sonic uh, v rating. Sega, <laughs> yeah. and nothing illustrates uh, this better, I think, than Sonic the Hedgehog four. Ooh, yeah, they never finished that, did they? 
there was parts one and two, and then there lies let's cut our losses. <laughs> uh, are both of those still available? Uh, I know they are on iOS. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were on the PlayStation. PlayStation. They're on the. They're on the PlayStation Three. I might have to see if I can quickly get that before July. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's go. Let's 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 play this one on the list here. Uh, Sonic v Sega. Is it a greater rivalry than Red v Blue? <laughs> <laughs> or do we just need to keep this on its own separate i think that one needs to be kept on its own somewhere. all right so yeah. our, our official list goes as follows rio versus rio versus akuma at the tippy top then mm-hmm. samus versus ridley yeah then aloy versus hades mm-hmm. and then solid versus liquid yes and then because you guys don't believe in nice things, red v. blue. <laughs> okay, it's Pokemon. How much of a... Uh, like, it's just a kid rivalry. Mm-hmm. That little so-and-so deliberately oh, chooses the Pokemon that is strong against yours, just to be a jerk. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they didn't show the scenes in the game where you talked about plowing your mom. Now, there, there's the jerk kid and like, there's the trash talk, sure. But if done right, the kid's never able to back it up. It's true, you do beat him in every single case. Fair. He's all talking no walk. I mean it's it's just oh oh you're 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 trying to talk a big game, but you compared to the player, if done right, stink. <laughs> How he got past all of the other Pokemon people he did is still beyond me. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's probably the best rivalry for Pokemon, I would say, but because you were absolutely right, everyone else is basically just, you know, friendship, you know, it's like the same rivalry as Ryu and Ken, you know, hey, let's fight, let's have a practice Mm. bout, but you're still my bro, bro. Yeah, 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 any any rivalry that ends in a fist bump is not really a rivalry. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, All right. All right, well, guys, I think that's been a pretty good episode here. We've got a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, James, though, to add to your list of the Sega v. Uh, Sonic, I've got one to add that list real fast here. Uh, everyone versus Konami? Sure. <laughs> no, I was going to say Nintendo and competent online infrastructure. Oh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> although Konami v video games is pretty good too now. <laughs> yes, although did right, you guys you know see what? that Konami's Different making a new game? What is it? Pachinko. 
No, they're actually making a. Uh, it was announced at the Nintendo's Indie. It was uh, like a, a Japanese oil painting inspired uh, side scroller roguelike. Okay, that. <laughs> now you have my attention, Konami. <laughs> wow, actually, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But James, new list. <clears throat> yeah. So, so we have uh, Sega versus Sonic. Uh, what was yours again? Uh, Nintendo oh, versus competent, <laughs> competent <laughs> online infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Konami versus video games now. <laughs> uh, I think so, to add to that list would be uh, Microsoft versus creating their own new IPs versus buying them up. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> really, Microsoft versus all IP. Yeah, well, I mean, if you destroy it after we buy it. Well, I hope you're wrong because they bought Bethesda. That'd be oh. EA and IPs. <laughs> yes, that is true. That, yeah, yeah. That's that's more accurate. I hope I'm wrong too about Microsoft. But no. Bethesda was already. See, I disagree with you, James, uh, because the Fallout games and in, in the Elder Scrolls, sure. But Doom, Wolfenstein, uh, mm. those have been banger after banger. Yeah. Uh, Fair point. Fair point. If we add Sony to this mix, it'd be Sony versus the past. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute. I'm like, yep, yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> Sonic is part of the past for Sony. Oh, wait, Mm. wait. Sony versus the past. Sony versus Mm. the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Sony's just there being Kylo Ren. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. (laughs) It's almost enough for me to want to switch over to Xbox this next generation. I mean, I don't want to learn the weird, convoluted naming scheme, but golly, that backwards be crazy like me. And... Yeah, that backwards compatibility is 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 something. Yeah, I got to give massive props to Microsoft on that. Well, yeah. not not only are games backwards compatible, they're enhanced. They've mm-hmm. added FPS boost to games too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I for this generation, a year or so from now, when I do decide to buy one of them, I could either go with a PS5 or every Xbox ever up until this point. Yeah. I, I mean, it's when you look at it that way, the scale kind of tips because mm-hmm. I've not had Xbox ever. Can it? I know it can do some 360 games, but it can't do OG Xbox, can it? Oh, it can! Wow, that is amazing. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, Fusion Frenzy's on there now. The old like party game with the cage balls. You know it if I showed you. Okay. 
Hold on. My 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 thinky hurdy brain place isn't working right now anymore. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, now it's not every OG Xbox game. They've done okay. all the ones that they can they could license and get a hold of. Okay, yeah, because some companies have disappeared, and I can only imagine that. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm Wait, so can, it fast. can still, like, if you popped in a Xbox original disc mm -hmm. in there, it'd play it, though, right? Yes. In fact, uh, I've got a list right here. Here are some of the, just quickly going through the li list. Uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded. Love it. <laughs> um, uh, Crimson Skies, Hode to, Road to High Road to Revenge. Okay. The Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Oh wow! Uh, GTA San Andreas. Uh, let's see here. Ninja Gaiden Black. Panzer Dragoon Orta. Oh, cool. Prince, Prince of Persian Sands of Times. Psychonauts. Nice. SSX Three. Hmm. James, this one's for you. Star Wars Battlefront and Star Wars Battlefront 2, the Xbox original ones. Nice. We don't have to go through Here every one of these. <laughs> no, I'm not. Here I'm skipping a bunch. What EA put out. Seriously, if you go back to those, the gameplay picks the crap out of the trash they put out. Yeah, the graphics aren't as good, but that is the only place that EA has surpassed those two games. Yeah. Sorry. And and as far as three hundred, uh, the Xbox three sixty, five hundred seventy seven mm. uh, games out of the two thousand one hundred fifty four have been released, uh, uh, as backwards compatible. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's very attractive compared with to. We'll eventually not make it. Uh, we'll eventually stop supporting this, like we are yeah. with something that's not as. So yeah, mm -hmm. and and this is a topic for another day. But for anyone who's wanting to dip their toes in it, Xbox Game Pass is a phenomenal service for if you're not wanting to own games but want to have try out a bunch of whole new a uh, bunch of new games. Fifteen bucks a month gives you hundreds of games that you can download and play and mm -hmm. gives you online oh yeah that's do you have to have it to play actually play the games i mean you can buy the games too you can either buy yeah. the games or... yeah uh okay so the way xbox does it is Game Pass Ultimate is 15 bucks a month, and what that gives you is Game Pass for the Xbox, Game Pass for the PC, uh, game streaming, So, and that's coming to the iPhone really soon, so you can play Xbox games on your iPhone at work, um, and ability to play non-free-to-play uh, uh, games online. Free-to-play games uh, no longer require gold to play online. 
see for me online is not a very attractive right thing because uh, mm-hmm. I, I need that pause button mm-hmm. in my life yeah. right now fair enough I, I need to stop a game and continue it possibly a week later <laughs> yep yep I understand yeah. how that is mm-hmm but still, which again, Monster Hunter Rise. That's going to be a great game for you. It has a pause option, um, and it, a faster pause option is just pressing the home button. But <laughs> all right, I, I I texted you what it reminded me of, but I I don't think I'll I'll share it here. It reminded me of Red Dead Redemption Two. With how much I had no idea what was going on, and I just I was having flashbacks to the the moonshine still in Red Dead Redemption Two, where I had put the game down, and I, I came back like a month later and did not remember the controls. Walked up to this moonshine still overlooking a cliff. There are three guys at it. Hey, we're making moonshine. You want to help? I would love to help you with the moonshine. I would like to accept this offer. Well, the accept this offer button, I think was very similar to the quick draw button. (laughs) So instead of saying yes, (laughs) I shot the guy in the head. (laughs) So... And then, like, I saw a little save icon go, and I was like, no! <laughs> and, and at that point, there was just two other guys shooting at me, and I, I was, I, I, I think I even may have said at the screen, like, I'm sorry! As I was <laughs> then returning fire. I just wanted to make moonshine. Instead, I just killed three guys. I... Monster Hunter does have a little bit of a learning curve, but I I will say something that the demo does not do well. The new game actually does a great job of teaching you the basics. It actually has okay, a so good a good tutorial and walkthrough. I I had none of that in my that my one mission I tried on the demo. Yeah, and I I was like skirting around ledges. Before I realized there was no fall damage. Like, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be tons of things that you'll... Little minutia things that you'll learn along the way. But the game does a great job of easing you in where you don't need to learn those right away. Um, and all the weapons have a, a basic archetype of this is your wire bug button. This is These are your attack buttons. These are your movement buttons. It says water bug button? Wire bug. Eh? It's a cool mechanic in the new game that allows you to basically Spider-Man up walls and stuff. Oh, I do like Spider-Manning. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a very like essentially the it's a bug that flies out and leaves a string that kind of bungee jumps you around. Uh, and once you do it, you start running up walls. Like if you hit it at a wall. I 
This this all sounds uh, good to me. <laughs> I actually here's what I'm going to do this week, James. I've actually gotten a capture card now for my PC, so I'm going to capture an actual hunt for you and send it to you on YouTube. So you're a, a card capture now. I'm leaving. <laughs> if you call me Sakura, I'm going to. Move. That gave me that joke gave me <laughs> cancer. That literally it. gave me cancer. <laughs> Gee, how's my 3D printing do? I think I'd rather. <laughs> wow. And you're doing something so nice. I am a terrible person. I am sorry. Thank you. I would love to see that. Sounds good. All right. I just I heard card capture card, and I. No, you, you had to. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And yeah. on that awkward, awkward, God, awkward note, this yeah. is Sharp Shops mm-hmm. Gaming. Each week we get together, talk about a different topic of video games. You're picturing Tyler and Bose too, aren't you? Sorry. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Be safe. Be kind. Bottoms up. <laughs>